<sighs> nope. I just started. All right. We're here live. Kyle's actually on video. This is the first time I've ever done this. I can't believe he did it. We've got the real live, my buddy Kyle, in person live. We're going to preview Titans Chiefs. We're going to talk. I'm going to talk a little Braves, and then I'm going to talk a little Manchester United. But before we get started, I want to mention, if you're listening to this in audio form, which you're probably not because nobody ever has, I have gone and acquired some Chipotle out of solidarity to A.J. Brown. I'm going to eat Chipotle throughout the recording of this to make sure... No, I if if AJ Brown can put up the game he put up while pooping himself full of Chipotle, I can at least eat and support him and maybe I'll poop throughout the video. So I'm gonna take my first bite of Chipotle. Kyle, won't you share your thoughts on the game? Uh, on the game coming up, uh, Titans and Chiefs. No, I'm fully. I fully hope Mason Kinsey has the greatest game ever. I would love it if he just broke out and was like that little shaky slot receiver we've been wanting all these years. But I don't know. There's just this weird section of weird. Probably too strong of a word, but there's a section of Titans Twitter that's just like way too into him. And I just fully like. I'm like. I'm, I'm having like Khalif Raymond flashbacks where it's like everybody's expecting like this is he's gonna seize his opportunity here he comes we finally get mason kinsey and i think he's gonna have like 12 drops he'll probably fumble a ball i hope i'm wrong i want him to have a great game but it just feels like one of those weird things where like titans fan base has gotten a very behind this guy and without a lot of evidence to support that he's actually good it's just like something he might have made one catch in the preseason or something like that that got everybody being like yes it's mason kinsey time and then he didn't make the roster and everybody's like what the John Robinson is an idiot. How did you not make Mason Kinsey make the roster? I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I'm pans up. I think everybody's hyped up because, like, none of these shifty, like, Cooper Cup and Edelman and all these guys, none of these guys were drafted high. They were found and developed, right? I yep. mean, none of these guys were first-round drafted. You know, so I, I, I can see people's excitement in, in that regard. I'll tell you what scares me the most about this game is that I'm not that scared of it. I'm like... Yeah, and that's what I meant. Like, I was more worried about Buffalo. Yep, totally. Bills game, I was like, we're going to get killed. Chiefs game, I'm like, yeah, their defense sucks too. Maybe it'll just be a shootout or, you know, maybe Mahomes will get a little, you know, everybody thinks he got right last week, that last week was the Chiefs get right game. But, I mean, it was the Washington football team who's terrible. So, I mean, I don't know how much stock you can put in that. But at the end of the day, they're still the Chiefs. I don't care what they've done all season long. They're the Chiefs. We'll see what happens. We lost Kyle. It was inevitable. He froze up. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. That's from Harry Potter. Let me bring him back in. We lost you for a second. You're back now. Okay. 
Yep. It's encouraging Julio's been practicing, so it seems like he's going to be available in some form. You would think AJ will be more ready to go than he was last week when he couldn't stop pooping himself. Derrick Henry even said they had to make sure they had enough toilet paper available on the sideline for him, so. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that was a serious thing, though. I think he was just kind of making a joke, but. AJ, like, as of, like, Monday or Tuesday, was still telling, like, the media, like, or he was tweeting, like, man, this is for real. I still can't hold anything down. <laughs> it's like, God. Yeah, like, apparently he was pretty jacked up. Yep. Um, so I want to run one thing by you. I've made one bet on this game, and I think it's the easiest, safest bet maybe I've ever made in my life. I don't like the spread, because I could see this game going either way. Like, I think the spread's somewhere between, like, four and a half, five, five and a half for the Chiefs. I could see them getting a, out to a fast start, and then we can't run the ball, and so they just kind of run away, and it ends up being like a 35-17 game. I could see it being shot for shot for shot down up and down the field, being like a 42-40 game where they win by a field goal. Don't like the spread. Also, don't like the over or the under just because it's so unpredictable. The one, so I think the, it's 57, right? Yeah, the over-under is 57. See, my one concern with that is what we haven't really seen this season is like if they get out to like a hot start, if they go up like, you know, 21, 20 multiple score lead early and we just flat out can't run the ball anymore, we haven't seen us have to like really, really throw. Like we've always just like even Seattle, we still had time to keep running the ball. Like if they get out to a lead where we all of a sudden can't run the way we want to, that's what concerns me with like the spread and with the over under. But the bet I like. The bet I like, and I've placed this bet, the Chiefs' team total is over 31. And I've placed that bet because I'm thinking in my head, if the Chiefs win this game, they're definitely going to score at least 30 points, right? And if they don't score 30 points, that means the Titans are probably going to win. So it's like if I lose that bet, great. The Titans won the game. I don't care anymore. But I can't... That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have, happen often to begin with. The Titans' defense is terrible. Like if you tell me, to, if you tell me, if I just don't know what happened at all, and you come find me Monday morning, and you tell me the Chiefs scored 31 points, I think you know it could have gone either way. But if you tell me the Chiefs don't score 31 points, I'm like, well, maybe the, the Titans might have won that game because I don't see the Chiefs winning this game like 21-17, 24-10, anything like that. If they win, they're going to put up points because that's the nature of their team, and that's the nature of when two bad defenses get on the same field as people are going to, you know, they're probably going to put up points on us. So, like, I can I can live with that, but I, I just can't say if Because if they don't score 31, I don't think they win the game. So, if I lose that bet, that means the Titans probably won the game. I really think, like, you know, the keys to the game so far are going to be getting pressure on Mahomes. Because he's, this year, he's made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. on pressure. I mean, they've said, so, Kelsey and Hill are both banged up, but they're both expected to play. That's not great. I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, Janoris Jenkins versus Tyreek Hill, and that just seems like bad news written all over it. Bayard, like, he's, been, he's having a bounce-back season, but I, I'm worried we're going to have one of those games where, like, he gets stuck, like, covering 
Kelsey man to man. That's a terrible matchup, even as good as Bayard is. So. Yes, I think so. No, I think he's on IR. Yeah, I would think it'd be some combination of like long and maybe like Hooker will cheat down, Crook Shanks, maybe they'll do some things to like get multiple people on him. But I mean, if you think how far back our DBs sit off like just okay wide receivers, like Janoris Jenkins is probably just going to play prevent the whole game against Tyreek Hill. He's probably just going to go to the goal line and just sit there and be like, Tyreek, you can do whatever. I'm just going to be down here on the goal line waiting for you to get down here. I have no idea. That's why they get paid the big bucks, and I don't. I, I one thing that does kind of concern me: Chiefs versus Bills. I was very surprised. You know, it seems like everybody just goes for every single fourth down now. The Bills kicking those two field goals early that ended up being a huge difference in the game. Where instead of going for like a fourth and three and like a fourth and four early, they kick field goals. And Andy goes for it. Yeah, he's not gonna if he's if he's down in the red zone with like fourth and short, he's going for it every single time. Like we got. We kind of got away with like Brian, and I think like even Brian Dayball and uh, whatever their coach is, Brian, he's their offense coordinator, whatever their coach's name is, probably would have done it differently because I mean, the fact they went for it fourth and short when all they needed was a field goal to tie and went for it instead of kicking a field goal shows they were kind of even second guessing themselves at that point in time. But yeah, Andy Reid's not going to do that. If they get in those situations where it's like fourth and third, they're not kicking field goals. They're like, they have like, I think their punters punted like twice all season. And he's a good punter too, so it's like like it's like we're like we probably sit there and think, oh, we got Brett Kern, let's just punt. Who cares? They're like, no, nope, we're gonna go for every single one. So they're gonna get points where maybe other teams would have settled for three against us. So that's kind of a concern. But like, I don't know. It feels like unless just like my only concern is that if they get out to a big lead early, like if they jump out, like because we have not started well, like weirdly, like it seems like every other team in the NFL, like they script you know those first fifteen twenty plays. And the offenses come out and do, do pretty well. It feels like when we're scripted, that's when we're at our worst. Like the first 15, 20 plays, it seems like we don't know what we're doing. And then we get into that later part of the game where it's more improvised. That's where we start to turn alive. But if they jump out to an early lead and they can kind of keep us from being able to run the ball as much as we want to, that's where I think we'll get hurt. But, I mean, it could be a game like Seattle where even if they get up to a couple score lead, we still feel comfortable running the ball just because Derrick Henry's that damn good. I felt like what started going good in the second half, and I think we talked about this maybe on the last one, was that we started to seem to run plays that were like drawn up and schemed up to get players open. Like there were more designed plays to like get the ball to AJ, to get him in space as opposed to drop back, hope somebody gets open type plays. So hopefully we start with that kind of stuff. Like we little bunch formations. More sc- That'll be interesting. I mean, he's active, so I mean, I think you know they were. I think they had at least one more week where they could have waited to activate him. So if they've got him active, they must think they're going to be able to do something with him. So we'll see what that means. We've been waiting for like two years to see what that what he can possibly do is like kind of a change of pace, different style of back. So hopefully, we'll, we'll see something. Yeah. 
Yep. Certainly hope that's what we get to see here tomorrow. All right, so if you got to give a score prediction right now, what's your score prediction? Twenty-eight thirty-five Titans. Okay, I'm gonna say. So that would have me losing my Chiefs over thirty-one bet, but the Titans win the game, so I'll take that. I'll say Chiefs forty-one, Titans thirty-five. That would be my bet, probably, or that would be my prediction. But I could see it going like a hundred different ways. Like, and the thing I think you said this last time we had you on. The fact that if we go just one and one in this stretch, getting one over the Bills, if we lose the Chiefs game, it's going to suck. I want to win every game we can, but it's definitely going to be nice to know we got that Bills win off our off our back. So at least it's not like a two game losing streak, and we got a one win against teams we need to get a win against. So not what. Oh, I do not remember this at all. This is bad. Was this is this like This is us predicting our wins after the Arizona game. Oh, okay. That's it. That's interesting. This is a good look back. What what do we have? So right now we have uh we both predicted losses in Seattle. Uh I predicted a loss and you predicted a win against Indy. Uh we both predicted wins against the Jets. Which Smart. And we both predicted losses to the Bills. So we trade those Bills and, and Jets. And we're actually in pretty good shape. I have us going 11 wins and you have nine and a half. What did we have for the Chiefs game? Did we not go that far? We did. We went all the way down. So we both predicted a loss for the Kansas City. Okay. I feel That makes me feel good about it then. If I was wrong... I don't know. I feel go the opposite of whatever I think because I've been wrong more than I've been right. Yeah, because we won the Seattle and we won the Bills. We both thought we'd lose those two, but we dropped that one against the Jets. So we'll see. What do you think about the Braves? After, after Indy and LA, it gets a little bit better. We got the Steelers, Texans, Patriots, and Jacksonville. That's what I'm saying. I think at this point, I'm not so much worried about this game and LA. They both feel like games, if we get wins in either one of those, they're kind of like gravy wins. The Colts game like feels more important because it feels like they're putting some things together right now. They're like kind of getting over that early season hump. You know, Carson Wentz seems to kind of be in okay at this point. Still not good, but you know, they got a big test Sunday because they're playing the 49ers, which, you know, I don't think the 49ers have lived up to what everybody thought they were going to be. But, I mean, they got a good coach. They got a good defense. They find ways to win yeah, games so like this. So. Trey Lance is in, though. Hmm. Trey Lance is hurt. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. 
if the Colts win that one, that's going to put a little pressure on us. Like, I still think that Colts game, because I feel if we beat them a second time, like, for the first time in, like, have we ever beat them in the entire time we've both been in the AFC South together? We, have we ever swept the season? Maybe, maybe. The only year I can. Well, we never beat Andrew Luck. I don't think we ever beat Andrew Luck. The only year I can think we maybe would have won the both games would have been the year where Peyton Manning was hurt before Andrew Luck came in, where Peyton Manning was still there but he was out the whole season. And they probably would have stolen one from us that year, too, if Frog can remember, because it seemed like we never could quite beat them twice in a row. So that's that's hard to see us doing that because we just never do it. But like that becomes suddenly if they win, if they win this week against the 49ers, suddenly that becomes tougher. But it's like you said, once we get through this whole stretch, in theory, it should be, you know, four or five wins in a row right after that. So if we can get at least one more win in this next three games, that's going to be huge for what we want to do. Yep. For sure, especially because, like, you know, I don't think we, you know, we certainly we would like to be going for the number one seed, but I don't think we're going to have a shot at that. I think we we probably played ourselves out of that. You can't lose a game like we lost to the Jets and expect to be, like, going for the number one seed. So we just can't keep ourselves in, like, the right spot to win the division. We'll be fine and can kind of go from there. So there's a lot of trade talk this week with all the injuries we had. Was there anybody that like piqued your interest that you thought would be actually a realistic thing? I, I have a hard time like seeing anything happening, but I don't know if you came across any rumors or anything you thought might actually possibly happen. Yeah. Maybe we were hoping for something like that last season, and we got Desmond King. So, I mean, I could see him doing something like that again. You know, kind of a middle-of-the-road cornerback who can just come in and give us a little bit of help. But I don't I don't think we should ever, like, expect to, like, have, like, a blockbuster superstar. We're not, we're not going to be the Rams tra- trading away, like, every first-round pick for the next 10 years to try to win one year. So, which I, I don't hate that. I mean, they, they're looking pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. For all, it, all good it does it. So I, I would absolutely trade a first round for a decent quarterback and a second round pick from that team. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it, it – we probably have different salary cap structures, but, I mean, I would – and I don't know that the Jaguars would have ever done this trade because they're in our division, but, I mean, if we could have got Jalen Ramsey for, like, two first-round picks the way the Rams did, I would have done that. I mean, no doubt. I don't know if that would have fit in our salary structure, and I don't know if the Jaguars would have been willing to trade within the division. But I mean, if you if you like, I think he's worth. Especially like, I mean, because when was the last like, do we have a first round pick right now who's like doing anything close to what Jalen Ramsey's doing for the Rams? Who's the best first round draft pick that we have on the team right now? Uh, 
Ryan Tannehill. Jeffrey Simmons, I mean, would you trade straight up right now? If, if like, the Rams said, we'll trade you Jalen Ramsey for Jeffrey Simmons, would you do it? I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. Simmons is tough. That's a tough question because it, like, it. That's a tough question, though, because, like, that's probably a tough, like, one to ask because, like, if uh, we take Jeffrey Simmons. If we take Jeffrey Simmons out of the pass rush, then that makes Je- Jalen Ramsey's job harder. So, like, he might not look as good without, like, somebody like Jeffrey Simmons. You know, Jalen Ramsey probably looks pretty good because he got Aaron Donald, like, killing quarterbacks in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the front, the front, the defensive front for LA is quite a bit better. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I, probably wouldn't. I don't even figure out what I was going to say. That sounds about right. I think so. That sounds right. I don't know off the top of my head, but that sounds accurate because I feel like we got. It was like, oh, we got. I just remember like being like, oh yeah, I had no idea who Evans was, but it's like Alabama middle linebacker. That guy's got to be good. Like, oh, he's the next Dante Hightower. <laughs> Not quite. Oh, you know what? We did because we just declined uh, Evans's fifth year option this year. Yep, that makes sense. And- Yep, that's Sorry. well. That's good. Well, you got any more thoughts on the game Sunday, tomorrow? Jeez, tomorrow. Good um, lord. So I'm not going to watch it live because I'll be at work. And every time I watch live at work, we lose. When I record it, we won against the Bills. So I'm going to continue with with the tradition. Hopefully that helps us. I'll do what I can for the team. If we get absolutely slaughtered, do you want me to give you a heads up to save you the three hours? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you went in blind or if you just, like, watch it for posterity. I always tell everybody this. This is, like, my favorite, like, trying to, like, watch a game on delay story ever. This is years ago. This isn't, like, when, like, Comcast Xfinity first added DVR to, like, an option on the box. Like, TiVo's been around forever, but you had to be, like, a rich person to have TiVo back in the day. And then Comcast Xfinity added, like, DVR to, like, their automated service. And so I was working... I think it was Jim and Nick still, or maybe, I don't know. But for some reason, I had to work on a Sunday. The Titans were playing the Chargers. This is when Billy Vol- I think Billy Volk was our quarterback. That can't. That seems like way too long ago, but I don't know. But we were playing the Chargers, who back in the day, you know, the Phillip Rivers era, they just, that was like the ultimate team we couldn't beat was Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. But I, but I DVR'd the game at my parents' house. And so I came to their house. It was like, it was about a time of the game where I was like, I knew the game was still on. So I asked my mom, she was standing out on the front porch, ask her, like, hey, is the game on in the living room? Because I didn't want to walk through the living room and, like, see the score or, like, hear anything about the game because I was going to go to the downstairs at my parents' house to watch it on DVR. And I looked at her and I said, hey, is the game on in the living room? And she said, yeah. And I was like, well, shit, now I don't have to watch it. You just gave me that face that let me, lets me know we're getting killed. I don't have to watch the game anymore. Thanks, mom. Which it was great because it saved me three hours. I didn't go back and watch it. I just asked my dad, what, do we, what happened? He goes, that's... Throw interceptions over the field. Don't know what the hell they're doing. Bullshit. I was like, all right, good. That li- I wanted to watch it, but it saved me three hours. So, wow, we were so bad for so long. It is. It is nice to like. Sometimes you have to like calm yourself down and be like, all right, it sucked. We lost to the Jets. 
sucked we didn't get all the way to the Super Bowl the last two years, but I mean, just like three years ago, we were the worst team in the NFL. Like, we had the multiple like top five picks for years. The post Kerry Collins era, ugh. Jake Locker, Jake Locker set this franchise back a decade. There was there was one season coming in, I remember, and it came nowhere close. But like I think like Florida and Georgia had both like graduated some like really good players, and we were coming off like a what would be considered a phenomenal season for us. And I was like thinking like everybody in the East is a little down. There is like a ten <laughs> percent chance we win eight games. We could win the East. Yeah. Beat Auburn, and then we lost to Mississippi State, and that kind of that sent our downward spiral. But that year, I was like, we may do it. Yeah. Game day came to Nashville that year at the Auburn game. We went. I went to the Auburn game, so I was like at game day over on Vandy's campus. It was like crazy. I was like, I can't believe freaking game days at Vandy. They probably had to be like, this is the only time we're ever going to go to Vandy. We got to make sure we do it. Yeah. All right. So you got any thoughts on the? Uh, you got any thoughts on the Braves game tonight? I got really excited this morning when like the news came out that like uh, Scherzer wasn't going to pitch. I was like, "Yes, no Scherzer, exactly the news we wanted." And then like about like three o'clock, it came out like Walker Bueller is going to pitch for the Dodgers. I was like, "Dad, coming!" I forgot they have like ten good pitchers. It's like this. I feel like tonight is like kind of the all or nothing game for us because like we've got. I'm assuming I haven't even seen, but I assume Ian Anderson is pitching tonight. Yes. So yeah. So like and. There's no way if we go to Game Seven that I can't imagine Charlie Morton or Max would be available on short rest. So feels like, and I guess Huskers hurt himself again or whatever. So if we lose again after being up three to one two years in a row, I'm done with baseball. Yeah, well, we were up two zero, then we we're up three one. That's why I say it's got it's got to happen tonight because I feel like if we lose tonight. It almost seems like we we're almost definitely going to be going with like a bullpen game, game seven. Our bill, our bullpen's already pitched way too much in this series, so that doesn't seem good. Because if because if Scherzer set out today, I would think he would be ready by tomorrow. So if they win tonight and they have Scherzer versus our bullpen, I don't like that. I don't think that's a good. I was watching like one of the games this. I think I was watching like the last game where they just killed us, and I was like thinking, God, why do we keep pitching to this guy? And then I was like, Well, they've got like. 10 guys in their lineup that are like that. Like, why do we keep pitching to this guy? I'm like, well, you have to pitch to somebody. They've got too many good players. It's not fair. The Dodgers are cheating. The Dodgers are the new Astros. I don't know how they're cheating somehow. They've got too many good players. Check the salary cap. Here, here. Just not till we give Freddie his max deal, though. Let's give Freddie a huge contract, then bring the salary cap in after that. Because we've already got Acuna locked up, so if we get Freddie locked up, those are all grandfathered in. Then we can go to a salary cap. I'm fully on board with that. All right. Well, I'm going to hop off here. All right. Uh, did anybody watch? like one or two. No comments came in, though. But this will be up for review if people want to watch it between now and then. And I've actually been putting these up as podcasts now. They are available on iTunes and Spotify if you want to listen to this in audio form. Go subscribe and give it five stars.
Yeah, you don't have to pay a dime for it. It's the first time ever you could get my videos or my audio or any of my content for free. We've charged up until this point. All right, I got to hop off here. Bye. Okay. Good stuff from Kyle, as always. He's a ball of energy and full of entertainment. Before we go, I do have to preview. There is one more huge game, at least in my life, coming up this weekend. Tomorrow, before... And I hate this. It always seems to happen this way with, like, the biggest games Manchester United plays are always scheduled in a window where there's no way for me to watch them then go to the Titans game. Manchester United, Liverpool, 10.30 local time tomorrow. It's a weird period of time right now because I feel very pessimistic about three huge games in the next like 12 hours, 32 hours. 30, I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. We start with Braves, Dodgers, game six tonight. Like I said, have to get the win tonight because I feel like if we go to game seven, we got no chance because we're almost definitely going to be doing a bullpen game versus Max Scherzer. Don't want to be in that situation. Have to get the win tonight. Have to close out the series tonight. Although it looks like the Astros are just a buzzsaw waiting to kill us even if we get there. So what's the point almost? Then 10.30 tomorrow, local time where I am, Manchester United, Liverpool. Not the time you want to be playing Liverpool right now if you're Manchester United. We seem to have, you know, we started out the season pretty good. Things seem to be clicking pretty well. But it feels like all of our weaknesses, all the things we're missing have started to like come to roost. The fact that we have nobody who's realistically a CDM. That Fred is our best option as a six. It's not going to win you many games, and Liverpool seems to have gotten back to their championship form at the worst possible time. Salah looks like the best player in the world again. Virgil van Dijk's shutting people down. Not a great time for that. I do not have high hopes for that game. And it could be the last nail in Ole's coffin if he doesn't put it together well. Then Titans-Chiefs. We've talked enough about that game and what we think about it, so... My final thoughts would be it's going to be really sad if this little stretch of games goes 0 and 3. And if it does go 0 and 3, Braves Dodgers tonight, Liverpool United in the morning, United, Titans Chiefs in the afternoon. If we're going 0 and 3 into that stretch, and then I have a game seven with the Braves and Dodgers tomorrow night, check on your boy. Check on your boy tomorrow night if there's a Game 7 Braves-Dodgers. Check my Twitter. Check my Instagram. Check my YouTube page. Check out everywhere because I don't know if I can handle three catastrophic losses in 24 hours. is going to be rough. If we get to that Game 7, which I cannot see us winning if we get to that Game 7, and we have four catastrophic losses in like a 24-hour period, check on your boy. Thanks for watching or listening or whatever you did. Subscribe wherever you're at on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes. I'm going to keep doing this because it's fun for me, whether it is for you or not. Thank you.